Hey everyone, just letting you know that none of what is mentioned in this episode is to be taken as medical advice. Um, Abby and Remy are going to be talking about antidepressants and uh, Abby's ADHD medication. But if you have any medical or medicine-related questions, please consult your specialist, your GP, your doctor, before making any decisions about your medication. Hey everyone, today's episode tackles some topics such as body dysmorphia, depression, abortion and suicide. We don't go into too much detail about any of these, but they are mentioned. So if that triggers anything for you, give this one a miss and there are some resources in the show notes. Lost the orgasm, was feeling very weird about body stuff too, like just Mm. very like insecure about being seen on camera or being seen on stage and all this stuff. And so I went to my therapist and I was like, all of this is going on. Like, what do I do? And she was like, Remy, how much weed are you smoking? A listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. First return guest, Lynn. Uh, second, Rowdy oh. was the first. But Rowdy's my best friend. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't so that also, count. Doesn't my count. best friend's come first on a few First is the times. worst, second is the best. So <laughs> true. Um, we've got Remy Casimir. Hey, girl. Hi, Abby. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so um, we had Remy on, what, in 2022? Like so yeah, during January. lockdown, I think. During lockdown. <laughs> I love, I think you went on Guys We Fucked ages ago. Did you? Or did no, I? I had them on my I Finally Came episode. So you yes. might have seen them share that. I think so. Then yeah. I followed you and then I love the concept for your podcast, which for those of you who have missed it, who didn't yeah. listen to the last episode is you didn't come to your 26. 28. 28. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 28. No, I started the podcast. It's called How Come in order to have my first orgasm. When you were 26. I started at like 27. Yeah. How the fuck am I imagining 26? Because you're just thinking I'm baby. I know. She's <laughs> <laughs> um, And then you had an orgasm and then you came on and it was all joyous. Mm-hmm, and we were so happy. And we thought, done. Not done. <laughs> <laughs> and now. A few years later. Come. Yeah. It's the well has dried up. I actually like I, the analogy I've been using is more like it's like a garden hose. You know, when you like turn it off and it's still dripping for uh-huh. a while. And uh-huh. then the drips become less and less and less uh-huh. and less. And then it's finally off. Yeah. That's where I'm at. That's kind of the situation. Yeah. Okay. So, because when I saw you post that you had lost your orgasm, mm-hmm. first of all, instant tears, me screaming, crying. Thank going, you. This happened to such a beautiful person. Lots of wetness, just not from the red yeah, area. I thought I'd, I'd yeah. compensate. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on with you over in America? Yeah. And then I thought we'd get another post saying that you did it again. I was going... How long? No. TikTok. Yeah. to catch up. It's so funny because there's a lot of podcasters, only podcasters asked me this. That they were like, did you do that for marketing? <laughs> well, I did it. Like, did the you lie? part of me was yeah, like, yeah, me content. too. <laughs> content, <laughs> you know yeah. what? I was like, uh, no, it is good content, but it's not good vibes. Okay. So obviously sometimes as well, sometimes sex is just shit and sometimes you just don't come. Yeah. So how long did it take for you of not coming to realize, I love how this is, well, actually, this is like SBS, like four mm-hmm. corners. And I'm going, mm-hmm. when did you first realize <laughs> that this was a problem? That this was a problem for you. Um, <laughs> I was dating my first boyfriend. It, I'm a late bloomer. So this was a boyfriend that I found senior year of college. We had been dating for two years. And he revealed to me 
two years in that he didn't believe in evolution. So wow. I decided to hang on, make him upset too. And, <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay, well, a little thing about me. I don't think I've ever come. And mm. he was nice about it. He was like, we need to like figure out how to do this for you. And I was like, yeah, we need to figure out like how to make you believe in evolution. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you were willing to stick it out for the evolution. He was raised in a certain way. Right. And I was like, I know that you have a logical brain. Uh-huh. No offense to anybody who doesn't believe in evolution. Oh, it's offense just, from me. It's just <laughs> yeah. something that I, I really like evolution. I think it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. You know, puzzle pieces put together. I like to see the little frogs coming out of the water yeah. too and how they become us. Not actually the frogs. Beautiful. But yeah. <laughs> Whatever the hell they were. Yeah. And my friend at the time had a book that was like sex, everything you need to know, because she was like really concerned. Like I had never told any of my friends about it because I really thought that female orgasms were like a myth. Or just something that if you were really, really lucky, you got to have them. Well, I discussed this recently. I was with um, a pregnant woman and a gay man, uh -huh. right? And we were on a low, three and a half hour long road trip. Uh -huh. So there was a lot of conversation to be had about yeah. the differences in all of our lives. And the gay man, it's like a gay man walked into a bar. And the gay man asked, he was like. <laughs> gay man and pregnant woman walk yeah. into a bar. We were talking about. Walk into a car. We were listening to Dan Savage actually on a work road trip. Oh, nice. We were, talking, we were hearing something about vaginismus and how like pain during sex. Oy. Yeah. And he said, but isn't, isn't like sex always kind of painful for women? And um, I was like. No, babe. My best friend literally said a similar thing to me, also a gay man. And he was like, I just feel so bad for girls when guys have sex with them because like you're hurting them. They're so small. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> because yeah, like he, he was like, isn't having a bit of pain during sex mm -hmm. normal? And I said, no. And this kind of adds into this theory that the female orgasm is a myth and that we aren't actually yeah. enjoying sex in general. I was like, even he's what, like 33. And I'm like, you're not very old and you have this myth in your head still yeah. that women cannot possibly be fully enjoying sex. And Which, that leaks isn't that into weird? Because then isn't all heterosexual sex non-consensual? It's a weird thought to have, isn't it? <laughs> That's weird. It is yeah. weird. I don't like it's concerning. that. Don't love it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. so I think that the female orgasm being a myth is a real, it's a huge thing that has perpetuated yeah. people, even our age. Like we think that's kind of like, oh, like, and they thought it in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. But I think people genuinely think it today. Yeah. No, and I think it ebbs and flows too. Like the amount of education around female orgasms, mm. like they literally call it waves of feminism. Yeah. Where true. it's super strong and people are really aware of themselves and there's like sexual revolutions. And then there's this, I don't know what happens in the ebbs. Where people like tighten up again and don't talk about it anymore. Don't you think it's like any political stance where people just get yeah people feel like the pendulum swings pendulum too hard. Swing. Yeah, we're going. We've gone too far now with the sexual liberation. We need to stop and pull back. Yeah, and those who were kind of in the middle or like the 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 late end of the swing. Yeah, then start to pull it back. Yeah, the other way. Don't yeah, you yeah, think? yeah, for sure. Do we in that now? I hope not. There, there is like a thing about Gen Z having less sex with other people. Really? I've heard. Yeah, but then. On the flip side, they're more in tune with themselves. Yeah. Which I like because I was always raised that like, or not even raised, but it, something in my brain because of society made me think that you were having sex to please the man. The same thing of what mm -hmm. we're talking about that mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm not really going to like it that much, but like you do it because that's how the, you get them to like you. 
And I never focused on self-pleasure. Yeah. Because I was like, that's not what we're well, he's striving doing. for. Yeah. No. Like, and if I was like practicing masturbating, it was like, let's put a condom on the end of a hairbrush and work on that hole. <laughs> <laughs> get that hole fucking ready. Yeah. Get the hole ready. <laughs> So nobody's like, ooh, your hole's too tiny. Airbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, like, do you find that it's also the same with external and internal stimulation? Like right now or in general? I guess in general, is it easy for you to have an orgasm with the outer stimulation? Or? It's easier for outer, yeah, for sure. Yeah. and Which I didn't believe in. What do you mean you didn't believe Like in whenever it? somebody was like, oh, the clitoris is where it's all about. I was like, no. Not for me. I don't think so. Like, I think it's all, I don't know if you're old enough to know this. Yeah. But there used to be a section of Facebook where you could write like a little like about you. Like it was on the side. It yeah. wasn't part yeah. of the big section. And mine was, I am an inside man. <laughs> oh. What does that mean? Like I like, oh, you like big and oh, get right. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> Look at me, lesbian, not getting these things. Lesbian yeah. going. What do yeah. you mean by that? <laughs> but I think that actually has been a pullback in terms of sexuality in the mm -hmm. past few years. I think partially it's in like a prudish, judgmental way mm -hmm. in this whole. Like we did a few episodes recently on divine masculine, divine feminine mm -hmm. bullshit that we could talk for hours about. I think part of it's that and people saying like, "Your divine feminine wouldn't give up." sex on the first date and like this whole thing about yeah. this whole like flower analogy that's coming back again. The flower just crumpled. Yeah. What the you can't fuck? open it back up. Yeah. But I also think now it's almost borderline. People see it as overdone and it's almost like a punchline. Like, oh, like OnlyFans is a punchline or like mm -hmm. selling vibrators, influencer selling vibrators mm -hmm. is a punchline. I think that it isn't even like a conservative backswing. It's almost like a, it's almost like a patriarchal thing of making fun of women making money. Yeah. Through sexuality, something that they were forced to commodify because that's how we were only seen as, yeah. as sexual beings. And now that I'm making money out of it, now it's cringe or it's embarrassing. Yeah, because you can't reclaim your sexuality. It yeah. just upsets them so much. You yeah. Know? Like, I yeah. think well, that's the making right money now. thing too. I don't know what this thing is called, but it's like whenever women start entering a field, mm -hmm. men start leaving it. Like whenever they start yeah. entering it more, mm -hmm. like cheerleading used to be a male sport. Then women started doing it and dominating it. And men were like, no, that's like, you know, sport mm -hmm. for losers. <laughs> um, the same thing for when women start getting named men's names. Oh, like Andy like or... Lindsay yeah. used to be a man's name and now it's a woman's name. And they don't like it when men are named that yeah. anymore. Or like certain... certain it bruises their them. masculine ego. Yeah, which be. is like... It's just very telling that you see us as less. Yeah. You don't yeah. want us near you. Oh, it's embarrassing because you guys do it. It's like, oh, wait, are we not good at stuff? Because it seems like we got so good at it that you had to leave. Like yeah. college is, is actually becoming less valued because there are more women going to college. Really? More yeah, less men. valued in the US? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like in like, like you notice it in conversations or just as a general, like studies have been done that people are valuing studies. Yeah. Really? Not, not me. Not obviously not you, but not like, not, not like anecdotally, <laughs> like there were like studies that are mm -hmm. done that saying that women, wow. Yeah. Because we are becoming more educated yeah. than men. Right. I think the entry rates are higher in Australia as well for tertiary education. Really? Well. Yeah, I think so. It makes sense. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, I, I just think there's a huge, there's a, there's a definite big swing back to being almost 
Like it's cliche to talk about sex mm-hmm. now almost. Which it's is seen as so cliche. crazy. It isn't cliche, like when you were saying sexual spawn con, like selling vibrators yeah. or whatever. How Come started in 2018 and I started getting a bunch of people sending me vibrators or whatever and being mm-hmm. like, will you do like sponsored ads or whatever? And I was like, I don't want to become like sex girl. Yeah. And now every person and their mom does sex it's toy spawn con. Everyone. I had a similar thing in 2019. So a year later yeah. when I came off the end of 2019, it's probably like two years later. Yeah. I was off The Bachelor. I had a vibrator brand reach out to me want to do a collab post and it was like mm-hmm. three times my normal rate. And I yeah. was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And my old manager was like, no, I don't think it's a good idea for your brand. You can't like, do I, this. You can't, you can't, like you cannot never, you can never do this. Wait, okay. I have a question because I was doing, we're doing a cross recording. We're both going oh, yeah. to have each other on each other's podcast. Wow. But so I was researching you this morning. And one of the first things that came up was like, Abby was controversial for being a feminist on The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great thing to like, right? Like what a great reputation to have. I like. love that. I actually tried to watch my season this morning. Really? Myself, just to see, just to get the vibes. I was watching the new season now, uh-huh. now in Australia. Yeah. And I was like, this is boring. I'm way more entertaining. <laughs> and, I, and it's gone. For, it's gone from the internet. So you can't even watch it. I don't know where the fuck it's gone. What? They deleted it from Channel 10. Because anyway. there was too much feminism? Too much feminism. They were all <laughs> crazy. But what were you doing that was so crazy feminist? Well, okay. So I was just <laughs> really horny. Like I was 23. Great. And I would say things like, because like one of the things was um, I kissed him without him taking me on an official date, Mm -hmm. which was um, the girls could not believe that I dared to do that. I kissed him in the, um, in the little um, begola. And Mm -hmm. uh, they have that word in America. No. Begola, begola. Is it like like a pagoda? It's like, it's like a little hut that you have in parks. Yeah, it's a pagoda. Exactly. Gazebo? Gazebo. There we go. It was gazebo-esque, but a bit yeah. smaller. Anyway, so I kissed him in that and um, the girls couldn't believe it. And I was like, I don't get what the issue is here. Yeah. It was just like very basic things. Another time, like uh, two and a half months into filming, because I, I came second. Uh-huh. Um, no, I know. We were <laughs> researching. <laughs> I was really horny and like I wanted to have sex with him. So I said to him in the water, I really want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that. That's it. That's it. And it was also like, then I wrote articles about slut shaming and it was like, yeah. these girls were like, it was so sad. I used to watch feminist documentaries on myself and they would all leave the room and make fun of me because I was so bored in this house. And I'd be like, I just want to like think about things. I want to have like a normal conversation that isn't about yeah. like, this fucking man. Like, can we have like some sort of like. Yeah. The bachelor does not pass the Bechdel test at all. Oh my God. Like <laughs> every conversation. Mad. Yeah. So I think it was just that. What else did I do? I would just, and I also just didn't like, when he dumped me, I asked him why. And everyone was like, wow, That's she's crazy. so, she's brave. And everyone's like, you show your true colors. And I'm like, yeah. Cause when someone dumps, you usually ask like, what Needs like an exit interview. Yeah. Exactly. What did you <laughs> yeah. wrong? What can I do better? So it wasn't even during, I think it was Can after. you write me a recommendation for the next person? Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. And actually we're still friends. So it's fine. That's great. But I think it was just that I was really horny. Like I was very yeah. like sex positive. Yeah. And then the girls kept saying, and like I'd had an abortion and I'd also was, I'd told the girls in the house about that and also that I was bi. So then what happened was I started telling him Mm -hmm. that wasn't said on the show, but they started telling him that I like wasn't ready for kids and married because I had an abortion. And like, what? Yeah. It was fucking weird. Not on air though, just in general. So it was just like, I was just a bit of an issue for them, I think. Okay. And then afterwards I wrote like articles about feminism and then 
I thought you would be like like running marches through the house. No, babe. I just was horny as fuck. <laughs> Essentially, we had no vibrators. So I was like, really? Well, no one had influenced me yet. Yeah. <laughs> no posts back in those days. How I was going to be like, they are, didn't let you being like, no cigarettes, no phones, no vibrators. Well, no, we actually found out we were allowed once you got there. And I was like, mm, what? Too late. They're too fucking late. So I was just horny. It wasn't really yeah. during. Like, yeah. It was just that I was blatantly horny and everyone had a big fat fucking issue with it. And I would always say like that sex is important in a relationship and like, mm-hmm. which like it is. Normal things. Yeah, normal things to say. And the girls would like be like, all she cares about is sex. I'm like, no, I'm just saying like if, if I want to date someone, I want to be able to want to fuck them. Like I'm yeah. not just going to be with someone because they're nice enough. Like yeah, horny. Yeah. Also I'm 23 and this is pre-COVID. So like imagine the level of horniness, like, <laughs> like, like fucking hell. So I'm like. Out of control. So, yeah, it wasn't anything really crazy. Okay. I also I was did. Like, there's I think, no, like, Rosie the Riveter Abby. No, <laughs> but I think I did. Ma- I did try to make them watch that some feminist documentary. I think I did try to, like, make them talk about feminist topics and no one really would have a bar about it. I like that, though. Yeah. I'm quirky girl. That, <laughs> yeah. That shouldn't different. be quirky. I also just want to backtrack to, like, the, oh, she's had an abortion, so she's not ready for a family. Like, oh. people who do value families value family planning. Yeah. Right. So like if like I had an abortion and I did it because I think kids are so important that I didn't want to give that kid their this fucking starting out comic, ridiculous, immature parent yeah. who wasn't ready for them. Yeah. That's why I did it as well. Because yeah. I was like, oh, am I full? I could I could probably financially afford it. I could do it mm-hmm. in theory. Yeah. But I wasn't emotionally ready. I was 22. When yeah. It happened. And do I want to give birth to a child? And the person who I got pregnant with had told me he will run away and he, I'll never see him again if I have a baby or he will or he will kill himself. So, I, so I was like, and he, then he laughed the after. <laughs> I went, wow, time for me to get an abortion. Yeah. So like as someone who grew up without a dad, I was like, I might just yeah. skip that. Yeah. And I kept saying things like, they would like, do you want marriage? And I'd be like, it's not the be all and end all. Like if I get married, great. But if I don't, I'm also not going to die. Mm-hmm. And they took that as me being like, I never want to get married. it's not the most important thing in the world. Exactly. So it was just that kind of stuff. I wasn't like really obsessed with marriage. Do I'm, you want to get married? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. And I'm like, I don't know. I fucking would love to date someone that was normal. That'd be nice. Um, but wait, back to your, back, back. you lost your orgasm. We lost so, our train of thought train because, of thought because you lost I lost your orgasm. my orgasm. <laughs> so you got, okay, where were we up to in the story? You got your orgasm. Yeah, got it. Lost it about five or six months ago, maybe mm. seven at this point. I'll also say that I've been trying to figure out why this is. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in therapy for a good amount of time because I was like, I'm not like ready to do any work. You know, when therapy just becomes like a little gossip session with somebody who's not going to tell your friends, Mm -hmm. but you're not doing anything. So good. So good. It's such a waste of money. Yeah. Um, I love like making my therapist laugh as my ultimate form of validation. Same. "Mm, While I'm crying and I get laugh. But then when she laughs too much, I'm like, hey, join the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much free content. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I was getting like super, super depressed and I did not know why. And I was feeling just like really out of control in life, lost the orgasm, was feeling very weird about body stuff too. Like just Mm. very like insecure about being seen on camera or being seen on stage and all this stuff. And so I went to my therapist and I was like, all of this is going on. Like, what do I do? And she was like, 
Remy, how much weed are you smoking? Mm. And this is a woman that I had fired like four years ago because she had told me like maybe smoke less. Oh, she brought up. You went. She was like maybe quit. Nice, and I was like, I quit you <laughs> instead. I quit you. Goodbye. And yeah, she was like, how much are you smoking? And I was like, you know, like morning till night, like all the time, whatever. And she's like, yeah. okay, well, you have been this depressed before, but now you've lost your orgasm. Are you ready to quit? And I was like, I am. Oh my God. And I stopped. And that was like 120 days ago. And Cold turkey? Cold turkey. Wow. You just stopped. Well, yeah. I was like, I really want to come again. And I, yeah, I, I, like, I don't want to be crying as much. Like I, not to be glib about it, but like I was like super depressed and like mm. just like wanted to quit it all. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I was like, and now I don't get to do this fun thing that has been like my saving grace for mm -hmm. the past few years that like, I love it. Yeah. I miss it. And it's the one thing that's pure joy when you are depressed mm -hmm. or in my, I just have more like high, high, high anxiety. Yeah. It's the one thing you have like four and a half seconds to 12 seconds of pure joy. Just like, Oh. And you can Thank sleep. God. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can like you also it's like motivation. Mm -hmm. You know, I can just Uber eat anything else. Like I've got to work to come. Yeah. You know, but this is something I was telling Lem when we were on the phone is I think I kind of disassociated masturbating with sexiness. Like I would do it a lot to like procrastinate. Yeah. You know, or like just like boredom. Like I'd have like my sex toy in bed with me. And if anybody's wondering, air pulse toys, direct on the clit, suction, fantastic. Like right. a tiny blowjob. Love it. <laughs> um, but I would just have it in bed with me. Like it was always so easily accessible mm -hmm. and it wasn't like special. Yeah. And there was that like uh, Sex in the City episode where Samantha's like, I think I just used all of them up. Mm. And so I then I started getting into my head about that. And I was like, is that what's happening here like so now how come has pivoted again to okay how do we get it back yeah so i've been doing my assignments again and having people come on and you'll give me an assignment when you come on oh my god and yeah i've had my assignments say like extreme, by the way too that's fine <laughs> i'm nervous for you you know i got a tantric massage for like my fifth assignment ever Okay, great. So, That's amazing. True. I'm down. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> it also may have already been suggested, but I think that I've got a, I think I've got a good one okay, for cool. you. But you have to listen to um, Remy's episode. Yeah, you have to listen yeah, to Yeah, sorry, time. guys. Thank you, Jenna. <laughs> um, but do you, hey, do you think that as well, because I lost my orgasm for a little bit. You did? Yeah, when I was on Lexapro. At the... I take like, that. Yeah, COVID had just started. Yeah. And... You, you, oh, you take it now. I take it now, yeah. Well, the thing is, it makes your brain so good. Get off to get off. Yeah, get off to get off. That's my slogan. That's my extreme. That's my assignment. Yeah. It's get off antidepressants. Yeah. Um, no, I don't do that. But I, I went on it at the start of COVID because my grandma had died and COVID mm. had begun. I'm sorry. And it was, it's all right. Love you, Carmel. Um, it's what she would have wanted. My grandmother right, died right before COVID too. Really? Yeah. And I always say that. I'm like, she would have hated COVID. I know my grandma was, I know she was in a nursing home only for like three months and she died. Yeah. And I was like, well, at least she wasn't in a nursing home without anyone seeing her for another totally. year for no reason. Totally. What the fuck? Carmel. Yeah. Okay. So you were depressed. Love our grandmas. Love our grandmas. Um, but so I was all depressed and also They're all like, confused. stop talking about cum. Yeah. <laughs> 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 together going, what the fuck? It's their fault. I know. Um, I put on a dress. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you shoeless? Put on your fucking yeah. shoes. Um, 
But so I lost it because I went on Lexapro mm-hmm. and I I had a really hard time with it because, A, I was masturbating a lot, like like you said, to yeah. be a, like in like a logistics way. Like, yeah. it, like it was just because I couldn't sleep or like I like – was really sad and couldn't cry about grandma. So mm-hmm. I would calm them be able to cry. Side note, weird. Um, <laughs> some sort of release is going on. Yeah. But I was also completely living alone for the first time ever when mm-hmm. COVID began. Like I moved in the week the lockdown began. That's and insane. It was fucked. And Australia had really crazy laws. lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. For like two and a half years. Yeah. The issue that I found obviously was the lack of orgasm, but it also was that my life was talking about sex mm-hmm. and therefore I mean more depressed than the lack of Lexapro because I was like, I have to talk about this all day, every day. And all mm-hmm. I'm hearing about is everyone coming in on my podcast, list, reading it. And then, oh, this thing, I came to hunt and I'm going, shut up. Yeah. I get it. So I went yeah. off Lexapro because it was actually making me more upset having to speak about it all the time. Is that how you feel? Yeah, no, I've, I literally said that, I think on like one of the last episodes that we did where I was just like, I'm so, I was getting so jealous of everybody coming Mm -hmm. in and telling me their stories and stuff. And like, I already was struggling a little bit, but I was just like, okay. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, you're so happy now. And you're just like (laughs) out there having the best time. And I have to like pretend to be happy for you when I'm like so depressed for myself. And also just like, there was a point too. I don't know if you've had this where I'm just bored of talking about sex. Oh, like, I, it's great. I support it. I love it. It's the, it's the best, mm-hmm. but talking about it sometimes it's just like, okay. Like we ask everybody their first time coming stories. Mm-hmm. And when they like, this is so rude, but when they overlap with each other, I'm like, yeah, we've heard it before. We get it. <laughs> we fucking get oh, it. Oh, you understand. were on the couch. <laughs> okay. And your, your family was in the next room. I got it. Definitely yeah. We've heard not. that one. And they're telling it so excited. Like, yeah. And I was 11 and it was yeah. on the couch. <laughs> And I'm just like, <laughs> cool. Can- you do get fucking bored and you also get like, you don't have any motivation to actually want to have sex. Your libido slows down yeah. because you go, why the fuck would I bother when I cannot, when I can't come? Yeah. Why the fuck would I bother? Yeah. But as soon as I went off it, the cummings were back, but so was the anxiety and the dread. So really. There is terazidone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said that they've switched to that if they lost their orgasm or Wellbutrin. Consult you with your doctor, by the way, everyone. Just yeah, look. consult oh, yes. with your doctor. I consulted with mine and she said, well, butrin is not for you because it, you'll get more anxiety. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I quit you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. But I, I think I might, maybe when I get back, because I'm almost out of my Lexapro. Mm. So this could be the perfect time to just switch over yeah to something different i mean i I then went on valdoxin Mm. which apparently another friend of mine who had issues coming on pros like to start antidepressant chat on another antidepressant he went on valdoxin and it helped but also he was like i think it's sugar pills i don't think it's actually doing anything (laughs) for my brain but i can come yeah i was like yeah so it's like the the payoff of lexapro is so high for your mental health it's Mm. it's so good like you feel like so much better but then the lack of coming when all we're talking about is sex is genuinely, and it sounds, yeah. people think that it's very frivolous almost yeah, or silly, but it's actually really upsetting. How long was your drought? Oh, fuck. I think like four months. Okay. Four, okay. five. I, COVID time is such a blur. It could be between four and eight months. <laughs> it could be three not years. Sh- it could yeah. be three, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, think, I think it was like four months and I went off because I actually couldn't handle it anymore. And, I was having and you weren't seeing here. anybody else, right? Uh, when I started seeing someone what sleeping with someone else 
Yeah, if you were like locked down. No, I wasn't even like being able to like flirt with people and right. getting some sort of libido from yeah. even like flirting with the guy yeah. at the coffee shop. You even stopped watching porn, do you remember? I stopped watching porn mm. and then I was like using vibrators. I was fucking suction on the clit, vibration inside, butt plug in, you know, all yeah. holes filled <laughs> yeah. and there's still nothing happening. Yeah. You're preaching on the choir. But I'm happy to hear, I'm not happy that it happened to you, mm. but it makes me feel more normal and yeah. that like they will come back. They do come back. And yeah. But do you feel like, How's your mental health now in comparison to before? Obviously better. So much better. Mm. Like I don't think I've cried unless it's like from a really sad piece of media. Mm. Like I don't like wake up crying anymore. Yeah. I haven't done that in 120 days, you know, like since wow. I stopped smoking. Really? Yeah. It's insane. Wow. Insane. a lot. I was smoking. But weed is a depressant as well. I like know. It's, mm. it's actually something that can yeah. Yeah, have, have that effect on some people. I'm actually curious. It's a, it's an annoying question. You can tell me, shut the fuck up. But what about the pleasure before the orgasm? Are you able at least to achieve that? Shut the fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to because you gave me license. You're like the first person who like took me up on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can get horny still. Yeah which I wasn't able to do for like up until I stopped smoking. Right. Mm, like okay. I wasn't even getting wet. Cause it numb, it really? can numb you if you, if you smoke a lot. Yeah. I, like you can't really yeah. feel. There was this one show I was watching. Um, it's a BBC show called Moulin Rouge. Yes, we can can. Oh, wow. I got so horny from this, like all of these dancers so and costumes and, like just amazing. And I did successfully have a come that day. Oh my God. You had a little come. I had a little come myself. From Moulin Rouge. Yes, we can, can. Yes, we can, can. They yeah. knew you, the inspirational words. Mm -hmm. How, wait, did you have a come from the, from your suction vibrator? Like from what my was suction the mechanics? Thing. So what that my assignment that week was to not masturbate at all. Yes. For two weeks. You need to have complete breaks. It was like hands off. Don't do anything if you're mm -hmm. bored, if you just like are upset, like any of the things that we normally would reach for it, like mm -hmm. you're not allowed. And so I was doing that. And then this was like day 10 of supposedly 14. But I was like, wait, I'm so horny. Like I have to use it. Like it's the time. And then I did. Oh and my God. And then it worked. So, yeah. so, the, so the gap in <laughs> masturbation worked. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I had a similar thing during COVID. I lost my orgasm again a little bit at the end of it mm -hmm. when I was in Sydney. I think this is when I was not using, but I was not doing porn, not using a vibrator. Then when I had, when you have a big pause, you tend to like yeah. be able to feel everything more. Mm -hmm. You've edged yourself basically. Yeah. Essentially, but for like personal weeks. edging. And that's so beautiful. Or were you just ovulating? Because if I, as I've gotten older and my friends and I've all noticed it as well, I think Lim, I was talking to you about it. Yeah. My cycles have become so much more clear. Like on my ovulations day, I am, I'm like a rabid dog. Mm. Like, fuck me, you know, that's what I've been saying to everyone. That I'm like, I don't me, know. Me, I need to be able to track mine better because since I have an IUD, it's like very spotty. Oh, pun yeah. intended. Like IUD. if I have my, yeah, if I have my period, it's like maybe a little spotting some days. And I'm like, I don't really know when it's done or I'll ask my doctor. Yeah, ask the doctor. Yeah. So you're still able to get pleasure from the sex. It's just you aren't reaching. Yeah. Does any part of you think that's because you're overthinking the orgasm and then yeah. you. Yeah. Mm. I also, in my like 
depression, depression, depression. I wanted to quit comedy, quit podcasting, quit my relationship. Mm. And that part of it also was like weighing really heavily on my brain that I was just like, am I with the wrong person? And this is why this is happening. Mm. And we're having the best time on this vacation. I'm so happy I didn't break up with him. He's so cute. We haven't had sex on this vacation, but we will. I <laughs> <laughs> means jet lag, babe. No, he threw his back out. Oh, man. Oh, can he lie there? And can I he... asked. I was like, can I get on top? And he was like, no. And I was like, let me. <laughs> Please. And he was like, Remy. And I was like, you're right. That's really. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. You know, you know, yeah, you know what? He there. was like, no, no, no. I just got like a boner from you saying, let me. <laughs> Hot. He was like, S -s calm down. Um, but he said, he said, we can today after this. <gasps> I mean, yes, you can, can. Yes, we can. Yes, can. you can, can. I'm a hopeful. I'll put yeah. on a slideshow really for you just to get you going before yes. you. Thank <laughs> you. Of the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> but what really good. So you've tried all of the old assignments. What's uh, me? What the fuck is going on? I'm deeply concerned. I know. I, I do think you're right, though, about the Lexapro thing. I think that the antidepressants, the biggest thing, I mean, I'm on dexamphetamine for ADHD. Uh -huh. Just us just doing the full-blown science, <laughs> yeah. science talk. Yeah. And women in STEM. Yeah. And, and it makes it much harder to, much, much, much harder to come. But I can still do really? it till it's worth it. But, like, I notice on days I don't have them, well, I am, probably like, the horniest like person on the planet. Thinking so much. I think when I was off them, I could multitask mm -hmm. with my ADHD brain. I could like have a whole scene going in my head while thinking about getting fucked. Then I have to choose one. Like, I have so much to do. Brain. I need to get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I have so many things on today. I have yeah. a list. Lem's calling me. I've got to fucking like, I'm, I'm like, in the dryer. Well. Yeah. yeah. The thing is then it comes to do you want to be sad or do you want to be able to come? And that's like a very hard. <sighs> if you could never come again. I'd rather be sad and coming, I think. Really? Yeah. You'd rather be sad and coming than you like than being happier now. I am having a really good time being happy. Mm, must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I will say a lot of it is here. Like I love Australia. Yeah, Australia's fucking amazing. It is, I agree. Like I think yeah. down under is like helping with my down under. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> what do you think it is about Australia? It's just like nicer. Well, first of all, New York is cold as shit mm -hmm. right now the people are really nice everyone like trusts you yeah they give you free shit when did you get free shit yeah who gave you free shit a lot of people have given shit. me free shit yeah, because you're american yeah. yeah that is true why would they do that we're intrigued about americans mm. like we're very like i don't know how often you realize people say that's so american but uh, it's negative say. it's just an observation i think you guys are kind of like a little um Culture to watch yes, from afar. Yes, and yeah. A glam. You're like you know. a terrarium, mm. you know? It's <laughs> terrarium. Like, it's, you know what I mean? And we're going, we're like, wow. Look What's in there? Ooh, they're you all know? fighting. What free shit did you get? So I stayed at the Taronga Zoo in my first leg of Sydney. Yeah. We got there like way before check-in and they have an exquisite brunch at the Taronga Zoo. Highly recommend mm. if you want to wake up to koalas outside your window and like really fucking good pancakes go to the zoo. Okay. But we got there really early and we were like, oh, is there any brunch still going on? Like, I know like we didn't pay for it today. Mm. And also we're with my sister and her fiance. Like, can, is there any way we could all just like go up and pay for brunch or whatever? And they were like, just go. <laughs> just go. They're like, hi, do we have room for the last five, 15 minutes <laughs> for like four people to come up? And come up was good. Have, yeah, that was good. Have Ricky? <laughs> She's better than gorgeous. me and I've lived here for five years. Okay, Lem, you try and say that. 
Say the sentence again. Sorry. What is it? I think you're good in an Australian accent. No, no. Can I just go up and have some brekkie? <laughs> Can I go up and have some brekkie? No. You seem, the accent was right, but you seemed fearful. You yeah. seemed full of fear. Oh, there. You seem like four you? people come up and... Yeah. Some brekkie? I don't know why oh. I have to become a man when I have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, Maybe we're going out in the bush. Yeah, how you going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I think Australia is a horny place, though. I feel like people are chill. There's just a place generally. called the bush. Of yeah, course true. Place. That's true. So That's true. true. But yeah, don't you think that people are just a little bit more chill? Like no, so things are us, slower. Yeah, we all went up. There was another. They let my. Uh, sister and her fiance get into the zoo for free too. Like the people who stay there oh are allowed to go, but they like just let them come with us too. Oh my god! Um, no, I don't think that happens this to everyone. Unusual. To be this honest, <laughs> we were taking a bus. It happens bus. in Jordan, but not in Australia. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we were taking a bus, and my little credit card didn't work. And the guy was like, "Oh, fucking Thursdays, whatever, get on." <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Fucking Thursdays, whatever. <laughs> I love him. Fucking get on. So maybe maybe there is something insane. Australia for a bit and getting hornier. Yeah. Do you think COVID was the depression? Do you think COVID was the leading up like of orgasm or do you think it had nothing to do with it? I think it had nothing to do with it. COVID really? was like the time of my life. <laughs> Why? Because for me, no, I, I lost mine. It was sad as fuck. There was death all around, but we were staying with my boyfriend and his parents. Not sexy. Oh, not sexy. <laughs> oh. But they are the sweetest people in the world. Everybody cooks together. We were in Portland, Oregon, which is really green. Lots of oh, animals around. I've been like, there. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So it wasn't like everybody else I knew was in these like tiny studio apartments in New York, just like suffering. Mm. And I felt so bad for what they were going through and what anybody who's losing people was going through. But we used to joke. We were like, oh, we would never have this opportunity to hang out so much. Yeah. And so, yeah, that COVID was not the thing, I think. And I'm not putting any blame on this thing. However, I became one of the new co-hosts of a podcast called Diet Starts Tomorrow. Yes. In October. Yes. It is a fantastic podcast. It's Betches Media. It used to be uh, two of the founders, Sammy and Aileen, started it. Mm -hmm. And it's an anti-diet culture podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's great. But I was very hesitant to start it because I'm not always in the best place with my body image. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a fucking hypocrite okay. talking about love yourself. Everyone is beautiful. Mm -hmm. When I look in the mirror and I'm like, you're disgusting. Yeah. You know? And so I think feeling worse about my body, but also coupled with feeling like a liar mm -hmm. on a twice weekly basis, because that's how often we put out episodes. Mm -hmm. I, I just... It was not good for Do you me. ever speak about when you're not having a good day with you? Of course. Body and of course. But and we get it always ends on a positive but I'm, note. But I'm always nervous because people feel so strongly about bodies. Mm -hmm. Either people are listening because they want to learn weight loss tips, which we don't give at all, mm -hmm. or they're listening because they want to hear everyone say flowery, nice things. Mm -hmm. And I live in the gray area mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, I, I know logically every everyone is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I also know logically like certain things are healthy and certain things aren't. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to me talking about my own body, I feel extremely guilty as a straight-sized person mm -hmm. saying anything negative. Yeah. You know? Because it really only adds to fat phobia. A hundred percent. Yeah. But do you feel like your experience is not as valid in a way? Like, is that what can cause sometimes a bit of the battle with yourself? Yeah, I think that has become a little 
more unpacked at this point because I'm mm-hmm. like, I like to hear anybody talking about whatever struggles they're going through. Mm-hmm. But I also have had those moments where when I was growing up, I would watch America's Next Top Model like religiously. Mm-hmm. And there would be these girls being like, oh, I was always so ugly and awkward. And I'd be like, shut the, the fuck yeah, up. Seriously. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. so I don't ever want somebody having that feeling towards me, mm-hmm. although I understand the feeling completely. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, I think it's valid to speak about, but you're right. I think it's very hard being a straight, not very hard being a straight woman, but it's trying to speak. Hard. It's very hard for us. No, <laughs> it's, it does feel it's disingenuous weird. or distasteful. Yeah. Yeah. To say how you're actually feeling about your body as well when you're trying to, if every week, even if taking away the fat phobia or the reinforcement of those ideas, mm-hmm. every week, if you're feeling shit for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, mm-hmm. feeling like you're like, I'm just repetitive and just saying the same fucking yeah. thing. And what the fuck am I doing hosting this podcast? That's how I'm feeling that's for weeks and weeks and weeks. Exactly. Like why am I the person that's been chosen to take over yeah. this? Yeah, I'm like, does anybody want to fire me? Because <laughs> you can. And they're like, no, like we. this is part of it. Yeah. Do you think that because when I when my mental health suffers, I also hate how I look so much more? Yeah, no. So that was one of the things too. Is when we were choosing like the cover art for DST, I was like, can I even give notes about like, oh, I don't like my face from that side. I'm like, this mm. is so hypocritical. Mm. Like this is so stupid. And then you end up hating yourself. But for it, it matters to me. <sighs> it shouldn't. But it's not but about it that. It's how we grew well. up. Like it's our whole generation. 100%. We're so fucking focused on this shit and yeah. it's all internalized. And if you're fat, if you're not, no matter how you look like, like you have a degree of dysmorphia, I feel, mm-hmm. if you've grown up in the 90s mm-hmm. or like the early 2000s. Oh, my or, friend Ariel Elias, who's an amazing stand-up comedian, has this joke that she's like, I have body dysmorphia, which is a disease you have when you are a woman. like I relate I'm not even in the public eye like Mm -hmm. you guys are and there are days where I wake up I look at myself in the mirror I'm like I thought I was much uglier like I actually have that like experience of like whoa I thought I looked way worse than this and it's so weird like your default is ugly gremlin and (laughs) and then you're shocked when you aren't ugly gremlin yes not the other way around no not the other way around I have like a picture of myself Mm -hmm. almost that's like more distorted than what I actually am and I don't look at myself that much in the mirror and I think that just like shocks me so yeah like we grew up with so many different types of comments at least I know from Mm -hmm. how I grew up like my dad one time told me like, my God, my one thigh is, no, my two thighs are your one thigh or something what? like that. Yeah. And that fucked me up. I was 16 and I was just mm. like forever like, looking at my have thigh. a sandwich. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's also the Middle East where it's even at a higher intensity sure. because the culture is like, we can say whatever we want to each other. So mm-hmm. it's like even, you know, whatever people think here, they can like filter it. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, we all grew up, I think, in that time where like even how a woman should look like as well as was thrust in our faces. And yeah. like that is all internalized. Yeah. And then that affects the sexuality as well, mm-hmm. because you're like, this is the image that I have to aspire to become if I want to please a man again, going back mm-hmm. to what you said at the beginning. Yeah. And then it's just like if you stray away from that, there's that battle of like, I want to look the way I want to look and I want to be comfortable with myself but it's away from that image that's so ingrained in us of how we're meant to be looking like. Do you know what, mm-hmm. too, is I think the fact that my boyfriend is still attracted to me when I'm not attracted to me, I go, do you have, like, bad taste? Yeah. No, I, I do the same you. thing. You know, oh, like, get you. Why, go, why have you had why have you sex with me? Like, oh, I'm like, and when they say you're so beautiful, I go, 
Okay. Lay yeah. off. Lay off a little bit. I've had <laughs> enough Should now. I like go find somebody else with standards? Yeah. I had a man once be like, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever had sex with. And I was like, Girl. don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I mean, I was like, it's okay. Like, it's okay that you're lying, but like, just don't. Like there's no need for oh, it. I'd be like, do and you want to go out yourself? and like rack up some more for the roster? Because yeah. I want to be in like good company. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, it's, it's, yeah, it's fucking embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> having these thoughts. But then I catch myself and I go, am I being a 16 year old child? Like why the fuck yeah. am I having these? I meant to be like in my satin return. I meant to be like and also, confident. What if he's saying you're the most beautiful to me, because you think of beauty standards as like, oh, yeah. no, that's beauty. And there are so many ways to, that different people are attracted to each other, not just like having to do with looks, but like, I've always felt really resentful that like beauty standards make it so everybody is competing for like 10 people basically, mm -hmm. or like 10% of the people. They're not really even into that type. Like there was this kid in high school who used to have sex with me secretly. Oh, that might really lead into some mm -hmm. musician. And Art therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would secretly have sex with you. He'd secretly have sex with me, uh, a, a woman with an ass and tits and arms and whatever, and then publicly date waifs. Oh. And he would always say to me, like, oh, I'm never attracted to my girlfriends, like when I have them, like, eh, whatever. And I would be like, well, maybe stop dating people that aren't your type. Seriously. But they were. It, it was like a status symbol. Yes. And I would also see guys bully each other for like their choice in mm -hmm, woman. And mm -hmm. I'm like, but he's attracted to her. Like everyone's allowed to be attracted to who they're attracted to. There's more to go around for everyone. Yeah. There's like a butt for every seat. I also, yeah, th that's very true. I also resent men. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's it. That's it. That's in the podcast. We finished. Yeah. No, I resent that, look what I resent. Yeah. I resent that fucking, that men have all of these, the women, we, we have to fit into a certain box of physical beauty and then anything else that we are, like she's hot and she's funny. And when they say hot, they yeah. mean so like patriarchal yeah. uh, fucking whitewash views of what beautiful is. Yeah. And it's like, she's that plus she's smart. And if you were anything but this, this standardized beauty, then it must be like, wow, you must be really, really funny. Mm -hmm. to or be something able to traumatic get happened that, to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then with men, it's like no one, like the amount of men that are just like not great looking. Sure. And then everyone's like, but he's so attractive because his personality. I never hear it on the flip side yeah. ever yeah. from men because women are trained to value men for no, who they are and it, in general. It's always said in the tone, like if you're setting somebody up, oh, is she cute? She's got a great personality. Yeah. As it's, not, it's a negative thing. She's got a great, great. personality. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's like, the most important thing about her yeah, is how yeah, she yeah. looks. Like, she is so fucking fun. Uh, this is something that I really liked from my cousin's wedding two days ago mm -hmm. in Byron was, I feel like at a lot of weddings, they'll always be like, the groom is so successful and what a beautiful bride. Yes. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful bride. Oh and I'm like, I'm usually like, is that it? But at her wedding... He called the bride and groom beautiful, the celebrant. Love. Loved. Quality. And then her dad, in her spe his speech about her, he was like, she is funny. She is charming. She is smart. She's like cool. She's warm. She's friendly. She all like maybe like 14 adjectives before. And yes, beautiful. Wow. But it was said with like a, okay. And that part's not important. Mm. It was said in the tone that usually is like, She's got a great personality. Mm -hmm. It's it's. I think it's really rare to hear yeah. people actually speak about women in a quantifiable way that isn't just how hot 
Mm-hmm. You are. And I think it's also why compliments about my looks really irritate me from men. From yeah. women, love them. Love. From men, I go, shut the fuck up. You're yeah. just saying that because also I You would fear, fuck a sock. Yeah, fuck you. But yeah. I also fear that they're saying it because they, this is fully twisted of me. Okay. I get fearful that they're saying it because they want to confirm to themselves that they've won a little prize. Oh. This is how like twisted and fearful no, I am. No, that's trophy. Yeah, I feel like, I, yeah. I'm like, I think you're saying this to be like oh, everyone, or like when they say to me like, oh, all these guys want to fuck you. I go, no, they don't. Mm. I go, they do, they do. And I go, they they really don't. Like I'm telling you that person does not want to fuck me. And if other people and didn't want to fuck me, would you still want to fuck me? Yeah. Or do you just like competition? Yes. Like are you just trying to win the little the little prize yeah. of the person that you think everyone else wants to have sex with? Yeah. Because let me tell you, <laughs> you're wrong. I'm trying <laughs> to fuck them. Like I'm, like I'm like, it's like, it's not really that way. Therefore, if you're having bad body image issues, back to the sex, I think if yeah. you're having a hard time, with your body, you then feel like your value as a woman is diminished so much if yeah. you're in a hetero relationship. Yeah. And you feel like you don't, you're like, if, if I'm not pretty, then what am I? What am I? What am I if I'm not physically attractive? Mm-hmm. Even though you're smart and funny and, and ambitious and tenacious and all these things, mm-hmm. it's almost like none of my success matters if I'm not physically beautiful. Whereas men, society as a whole doesn't even acknowledge their looks it's yeah. like it's the last thing people bring up. Yeah. And they get really mad when they're like, all you guys just want is a tall guy. I'm like, oh, get a fucking grip. The one metric <sighs> that yeah. kind of goes around. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. fucking metric. Um, so have you got any tips before we go about people ha- trying to come, I guess? Yeah. So if you have never come, come along on the journey with me. Uh, go back to season one, episode one of How Come. The first six episodes are my assignments and what I did with them that led me to the first orgasm. Highly recommend listening, doing. A lot of people will listen but not actually do the assignments and they're like, mm. I haven't come yet. I'm like, are you practicing? Do you do it? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no, but I like heard all of it. Mm. I'm like, okay, that's like 30% of the yeah, way there. Like yeah. by osmosis. Um, I would love if it was by osmosis and everybody just starts coming from listening to the know. podcast. Come on. If you really feel that you need to, sex therapy, that mm. was just given to me as an assignment. Oh, and how did it go? I haven't done it yet. I, ju- I recorded it before I left the States and now I'm going to find, well, actually she is a sex therapist. So she was like, I'll do some sessions with you. Great. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that secret sex guy. Yes. Maybe we'll unpack that. Because I mean, especially if you have trauma, any type of trauma. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you need to unpack it before moving forward. A few blockages. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I was so shocked at the secret sex guy. I, but I've had secret sex with like everyone in my adulthood. So I'm not really sure why I'm acting like that's so crazy. Yeah. No, he, he, that was, I mean, it was, it was partially me too. Cause I was like, we're not in a relationship and I'm losing my virginity to you. Right. So this is embarrassing. Whore. Whore. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's really stupid. So I was like, oh, I, don't, that's embarrassing. I don't want anybody to know that this is what I'm practicing with. But also see yet again, he's your secret because you have tits and ass. Mm-hmm. He's secret because he's his personality. Yeah. So our metrics are different. Yeah. And then another thing you can do, like this is jumping ahead, but buy a clit sucker if you have a clit. Mm -hmm. Try a host of sex toys because not everything is one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody's body is a snowflake. They are all different. Some of us need a butt plug and fingers. Some of us need internal and external. Some of us just need our hands. Some of us need to sit under a fountain not a fountain, a sink. 
a tub fountain. <laughs> a like, public water like, fountain. Go to Central Park, the Bethesda <laughs> fountain. Some of us, in Push theory, up. Yeah. <laughs> get arrested, call yeah. me in the morning. Yeah, try all the things and also talk about it with other people. Because I think the problem for me mainly was that I was keeping everything inside. Even with this current drought, I was telling nobody because mm-hmm. I felt like a fucking hypocrite. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm a sex podcaster who can't come. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. It makes it nicer. The fact that I've learned that you have gone through one, mm-hmm. I'm like, I am going to go home and fuck my boyfriend. And you're going to come. And I'm going to come. <laughs> I'm manifesting it right now. I think you are. I think you are going to come. It's Australia. Yeah. It's, we've had a buddy here. What I've gotten we got? free shit. You got some free shit. You saw some koalas. Mm-hmm. They all have chlamydia. I it's know. I've had chlamydia. You've had, I mean, it's all lining up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then where can everyone find you? How Come Podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah. Remy Casimir on all of the platforms. How Come Podcast. Diet Starts Tomorrow. And uh, yeah, if you want to come to a comedy show, RemyCasimir.com. We'll put all links in show notes. Thanks, Gorge. Yay! Coming back on for a check-in. Thanks for having me. Praying I love you. you. I love you too. I'm praying for the orgasm. <laughs> hate that I'm sitting on this side though. <laughs> we, can, we can swap for your podcast. Amazing. We just swap and go, we're going, Hello. Hey guys, so obviously our new um, listener response thing is, look, we're working it out, okay? The mechanics are a bit difficult <laughs> because Lem is now getting bombarded with nightmare fuels, feedback, and also, yeah, your listener response calls. So, and also like other work emails, like she's a corporate girly pop. She's busy. Yeah, so <laughs> what we want to do now, you can still email if you if you feel the need to do listener responses, but if it's easier for you, which I think it will be, if you have a response to an episode, DM the It's a Lot podcast Instagram with a voice note. And I don't admin that account, but my assistant does and Lem also has access to it. So we can look there. So just send a voice note DM and say which app it's about and um, we'll be able to screen record and, and, and play it because emailing's hard. I actually refuse to open my emails. But one of my... <laughs> it's true. As someone who works with you. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. Yeah. So here's the listener responses from this episode. Well, last episode about Byron. Yes. Yeah, love it. Hey, Abby, Lem and Oscar. I was just listening to your latest episode. Got all the way to the end about Abby ranting about the bins and, oh, my God, girlfriend, I feel you. We are in Albany, Western Australia, and we have the same type of bin system. So we've got a gigantic bin for our green one, a gigantic bin for our recycling, and our everyday household one is this tiny little bin. Now, we are a family of six, so we've got four young kids, one of them in nappies, which doesn't end up smelling great at the end of two weeks weeks and I mean to be honest a majority of the time don't come for me council but we do t- um, runs to the bin up at the park yes that's what you, I that's what you have to do because otherwise you well they would have bags of poo outside their house <laughs> like you like sorry it isn't helping anyone someone DM sorry me getting angry again someone DM me and they went just so you know you can put your food in the green waste I go no shit but I don't want to. I don't want a bin. But you can't put the plastic. You can't, can't put bin bags in there. No, you can't. So you have to put rotting food, open rotting food, in forty degree heat. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, compostable sorry. bags. It's, but they're tiny. Like yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. You have yeah, to, like, yeah. Like I had a worm thing for a while, and then I got. I felt like I murdered the worms by accident. Like <laughs> who can kill worms? Only me. And it's like uh, that is so fucked. It yeah. actually it doesn't help anyone. It actually helps no one. And like, if you if you have nappies, you have no other way to dispose of it. 
Yeah. Anyway, agree. Another person has advice about uh, the whole dog snake situation as well. First, what you're going to do is nothing. There's nothing you can do unless it actually happens and your dog gets bit. But you're going to contact the Bangalore emergency vet if it's after hours because they're open overnight. Um, And if not, you're going to contact all your local vets because most of them have an after hours service if you're desperate. And you're just going to get them there as quick as possible because we have anti-venom. And you don't need to know the breed of the snake because there's a test that we can tell which breed it is. So don't even stress about it. Oh, that helps. I went to a vet the other day who kind of annoyed me because she said that I shouldn't be scared of pythons because, oh, well, you know, they're more scared of the dogs and dogs of them. I go, I think Walter's more scared of the python than the python is of Walter. Walter's scared of the sound of dry food dropping out of his mouth. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe... My terrified Cocker Spaniel has been through a lot of trauma, is more scared of the snake. But that's good to know. That's great to know. And look, I do know about the Bangalore emergency vet, but I do want to laugh about this. Walter ate a grape. Tell you about the grape incident. Yeah. I said, I said on the, on the yeah. show tonight. Yeah, yeah. I went to the wrong vet. I called. <laughs> there was an issue where like all the all the after hours vets something in the area for <laughs> yeah. some reason go to different vets when they're after hours. And I called a vet and it went through to the Bangalore one, which obviously is like four minutes from my fucking house. Okay. And, but it got diverted to a different one and they told me, and then I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but we figured out that it was like something to do with like the, the rewiring of the, the vet emergency line going to different places. Yeah. And I drove 45 minutes south to go to the vet and I got there and the nurses were leaving like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I just called you. They're like, no, you didn't. I was like, look at this number. Confusion. Anyway, another thing about the Northern Rivers. Why is it why is it 1941 where there's a little woman in a little operation room changing the wires? Like yeah. why like what the fuck? Going, um, hello, operations, where do you want to go to? Like what? Yeah. The other one is a tip on relaxing alone that somebody sent in. I bet smoking. My weed. little secret to living alone and having relax relaxing time is hobbies. I have got hobbies coming out of my hobbies. I've got so many hobbies that I don't get to bed until midnight every night because I've just got so many hobbies. So one of them is archery. I started archery. So if I'm feeling like I need some relaxing time, I'll go shoot some arrows in the backyard. You can shoot some arrows. That's Abby, hot. Like. I don't have a backyard. I live in Sydney. <laughs> I live in Sydney, so I think that I might get, like, the council might be called. They don't even let you um, have more than one car park pass for a house, so I feel like they might not like the archery. Um, Another hobby that I have is barbecuing and smoking meats. I know that's not for everyone, but it's very meticulous. You've got to watch the temperature gauge all the time and little tiny micro adjustments of all the vents changes the temperature. So you can't just set it and walk away. You've got to be involved. And, you know, the whole process of smoking some meat takes like a fair few hours. So that's so, Abby, yeah, that's that's basically it. You either can smoke meat, barbecue, or do some archery. Very Viking vibes. You know what I mean? Very Game of Thrones. Um, I I agree, though. I do, my friend does crocheting. Yeah. And she is the most calm person I know. So I think that maybe I should... Um, crochet. Crochet the shit out of... <laughs> I should make myself full outfits and crochet and wear it to the Logies. This other person actually... <laughs> Also, also, just to be clear, I don't have an issue with living alone. I love living alone. The issue was that I was 
I don't think anyone understands the level of isolation. It was like I had no reception. I had no, it was literally like I was in a cabin in the woods. Yeah. Involuntarily. I was Mm. in the shoe. (laughs) I was in the fucking, what's it called? Solitary housing unit. Yeah. It's like you're on an episode of Alone. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was. Yeah, but with a bathtub. But but it's actually more frustrating because um I I could I could see the episodes of Real Housewives but couldn't watch them. Oh yeah, that would be. <laughs> so it's actually worse than being on alone. That yeah. should be a show. It's like alone, but like it's like alone plus everything you like, can have, but you're not. You yeah, can't. like you just in my house in in Bangalore. <laughs> <laughs> you just trapped there. Um, the other one actually is uh, actually the last two are like comments pushing back a little bit so if you don't want to answer oh, yeah, that's totally yeah. fine okay probably the issue isn't the northern rivers it's that you're comparing it to sydney where there wouldn't be a lot of snakes and stuff because i think most of australia and the places i've lived we've got a lot of snakes and spiders and you have to be very careful with your dog and um including the beaches like you said that um child was bitten by a brown snake yeah we've had the same thing at our local beach too so okay not a northern rivers issue I'm from Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up around there. I'm allowed to compl- – I, I just agree, like, but this is what I'm saying. I lived the high life in Sydney, not being scared of snakes. Like, I still I still hit my shoes on con- – like, I'm not kidding. Every day I still do this because I'm from fucking Queensland. Redback, <laughs> redback spider in there. Nah, nah. I still shake my towels when I go to the Something shower. actually went Yeah, probably was a fucking redback spider from Queensland. <laughs> I, I agree. Agree from, agree from this chook. Agree from this, Chook. You are right. It, is no, it isn't a Northern Rivers region. It's the rest of Australia region. I am spoiled in Sydney. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, I've gotten used to having my dogs in Sydney where, like, even, like, my Sydney friends go for walks and I go, well, there could be a snake in there. They go, no, they won't. And I go, yeah. oh, yeah. No, they won't. Like, I'm a, I am grew up in Queensland. I grew up in um, a place where there's wallabies jumping across the, the street, like, near a huge Thank creek. You. Like, I am constantly scared of um, everything. Um, as I've been trained to be. Also, guys, I want I'm a celebrity to get me out of here. People were in my comments on TikTok going, people from big cities moving. Guys, I grew up half an hour away from where I, my house is. Yeah. So let's just, like, take that in. I am from up there. That's why I can complain about it. I'm not from the Northern Rivers, but I'm from the fucking border of the Gold Coast. And I am, it's the same vibes, guys. It's actually, I would say, a bit worse because it's a bit hotter. Whereas there. in Melbourne last night, I was terrified. I looked up and there was a moth. There was a moth, and oh. I was like, "And so I've got this. I've got, Sydney. I've got this um, tennis racket, which is actually like a zapper." And I, I panicked, raced, and got the thing. And I was jumping up and down trying to get this moth. It was the frightening. Moth. It was not good, guys. No. It's not. See, good. I with spiders, even I do a catch and release. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not personally scared of these things. I'm not going. Ah, I'm just going like, my dogs are. My dog is a fucking. If yeah. he's a turkey, orbits are off chooks. <laughs> Like, and yeah, it's the rest of Australia's issue. So I will stay in the eastern suburbs. This is the last one about the person. Also, but that person was reasonable. So Illy, I I get what you're saying, but also like, I'm not from Sydney. So I actually, like, I I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the last one? Happy, happy. The Northern Rivers. Okay, let's start there. It encompasses so much more than Byron Bay. Okay. Northern Rivers is a huge area. Um, now, if you want to rip on Byron Bay, by all means, go for it. I think, like, everyone in your comments on your Instagram post and 99% of people that I talk to, not only just locals but even some tourists, yes, Byron Bay is so overrated. Mm. Don't know why your bin, your waste bin is smaller than the other bins. That's... 
unusual. Um, our waste bin is exactly the same size as all the other Pause. three. Obviously, it's not unusual. It's happening in Western Australia as well. It's happening nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> My only thought is that it's probably been stolen or damaged before and they've just given you. Pause. A- no. <laughs> Everyone's bin is the same size, but okay. Wish version of a waste bin. So that's probably why it's it's teeny tiny. Feel for you though. Anyway, lots of love to you, Abby. And yeah, come back to the Northern Rivers. Oh, I never will. <laughs> Illy Queen, Illy Queen. Like Illy, the Northern Rivers is a huge place and I hate all of it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not I'm not kidding. I actually was traumatized my time up there. And I also I don't know, everyone's I just want to be clear, I've owned a house there for three years. Like it's not like it's my first time there. Everyone's acting like I've never been there. Yeah, like I grew yeah, up yeah. around there. I grew up at the Gold Coast, which is only half an hour from where my house is. I, like, uh, this is not, I'm not, I'm not from Sydney. I'm not from Vaucluse. Like, yeah. I. Vaucluse. I'm not yeah. from Vaucluse. <laughs> like, I, guys, like, I've, I've been around. Yeah. I went from a family trip when I did Nimbin. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> like, like, I, I've, I've been around. I, it's just too much now, Chooks. I think I've had too much time up there. The bin thing. Don't gas at me about the bins, Illy Chook. But we've just heard from someone else who's confirmed that I'm not. I'm not crazy. All my neighbours have the same bin. They're all teeny tiny. When you drive around, you go, "What's going on here, honey? I shrink the kids' vibes. <laughs> it's really weird." Um, but yeah, look, Northern Rivers. If people love it, you guys can keep going there. Enjoy it, but it's just not. It's just like also, I don't have to like where you live. Like you mightn't like where I live. Sure you would, but you you may not. Like I don't think my mum would like to live in, a, in an apartment in like the busy area of Sydney. Like like you like to not like places, and I don't like the Northern Rivers anymore. I used to love it, but I've I've grown. But yeah, illy illy chooks. But um, look, I appreciate the. I do like the feedback though, because I do like fighting. But um, <laughs> no, I get I get what you're saying. Northern Rivers is huge. It's literally like fucking a quarter of New South Wales, but. Also, guys, keep in mind, like, the furthest west I'd ever gone before two years ago was fucking Newtown. Like, I, like I'm like i used to being in, like, tropical areas. That's, like, that's like my outdoor vibes. And it's not, it's not for me. It's just not for me. I'm choosing to be in an apartment and in a safe environment. But illy. Illy, illy, illy. A listener production.